Hey guys, and welcome to Smart Women Read Romance, a book review podcast where we fangirl over all things romance. I'm Juliette. And I'm Jessen. Today we'll be reviewing Hotter Than Ever, the fifth book in L. Kennedy's Out of Uniform series. But before we dive in, make sure that you subscribe to the podcast on your preferred podcast platform and please rate and review us. If you want more romance discussions, follow us on our social media pages at SWReadROM and join our closed Facebook group, The Swoon Zone. If you'd like some podcast extras, become a patron of the podcast on Patreon, where we have extra content, including exclusive episodes and giveaway free stickers, books, and bookmarks. And a special shout out to our patrons. We appreciate all the support and we love you guys tremendously. Thank you for sticking with us during this <laughs> during quarantine. quarantine. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. So before we start talking about Hotter Than Ever which is super hot. Um, Let's do a little chit chat. And I thought I would ask you a big question. Okay. Oh, ready? ready? Hit me. Hit me. Okay. If you had to be stuck with one book boyfriend only during quarantine out of your top book boyfriends, who would it be and why? Our top book boyfriends that like we did the episode on? Like our our current ranking? Yes. You have to choose from your list. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> if I had to quarantine with one of my top book boyfriends, oh, it's so hard. Oh. I love them all, but I guess <laughs> I'm wondering if it's mine. I mean, it's so hard. It's so hard, but I mean, I think there's an obvious choice, or at least it's obvious to me. I mean, I'd want to quarantine with Cletus no. because <laughs> that's mine. First of all, first of all, well, good. We we can we can compare notes on why we'd want to uh, quarantine with Cletus. Okay, because yeah. first of all, he's a part of a big family, and they're literally around each other all the time. They pretty much live with each other right. like, all the time. Right. So, like, we'd have a lot of people to hang out yes. with. First of all, because you technically can qu- you quarantine with whoever's in your household yes. <laughs> and they literally are at you know the Winston homestead every single day so anyway lots of people definitely also since he's a hunter i imagine that they have a big deep freezer like we do in louisiana oh, true. where they store all the meat because yeah. cletus loves to go boar hunting and whatever he likes to go hunting yeah lots of sausage and so i feel like he has a huge <laughs> lots of sausage i mean there we would never run out of sausage never during, you know corn never <laughs> it's perfect and <laughs> Also, he's just so funny. I feel like I feel like yeah. if there was people that would like not be self isolating, I feel like he would sneak some itching powder into their clothes or something. Yeah. And so it'd just be funny to watch him win all his shenanigans. Yes. yes. Okay. So mine was going to be Cletus as well. So we picked the same one. <laughs> and yeah, why did you pick Cletus? Okay. Like, why, why him? Well, and, and it's funny because when I thought about it, it literally took me two seconds to figure out who I would have picked. And I was like, oh, well, Cletus, of course. And for it was for the same reason you said uh, the sense of humor. Because if there's any time that we need a good laugh right now when we're all like anxiety ridden and holed up in our houses and our whole lives are like, we have like multiple threads of anxiety all over the place. It would be, you know, sense of humor. I need to laugh. Um, exactly. And I just feel like he would just be like that ray of sunshine amidst the <laughs> the insanity that is yes. quarantine. You know? It's so true. It's so true. And like, I mean, I, I would honestly, I would quarantine with everybody 
all of my book boyfriends except one. Mm-hmm. And that's just because I feel like the other – I feel like Mad Rogan would not be like a, a, a calm person to quarantine with. I <laughs> no. feel like he would get very antsy. No. I feel like he would get very aggravated, especially since there's always people around. Right. And I feel like everyone around us would be going right. so crazy and he would just want to pretty much kill people. And so I'd be like – Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'd be anxious yeah. the whole time. Yeah, that might amp everybody's um anxiety levels at way too high mad rogan i agree but one another one i would have exactly. liked would be um grumpy griff serena bowens griffin because oh, yeah you have griff because yeah, we'd have the outdoors to explore to walk through the orchards and then he likes oh my goodness so um, much land and he likes outdoor sex you know so there's that oh, yep yep you know some variety right some, right so you wouldn't feel so hemmed in because you have yeah. literally acres and acres yeah of- orchids of orchards to um just you know explore together right. so that yeah. definitely think, would be a good option i think my last one would uh definitely be grip because you know he could entertain with music and like his romancing style <gasps> oh <my> God, yes <laughs> you know oh my gosh he would probably make like the best music I know. um during quarantine he'd just be like so focused on music plus um i think that uh mama james could totally cook mm. some fire quarantine Hell, meals, so yeah i I would totally, I would totally be with Grip too during the quarantine. Plus, he'd just be so. I could just see like Grip starting like you know a relief fund and stuff definitely, like that. And so, you know, definitely, he's just just inspiring. Yeah. So another one I would not quarantine with though, honestly, is probably Curran um, Lenart from the Kate Daniel series, just because since he's the Beast Lord, yeah. there's literally hundreds of people living in the same like yeah. place, and I feel like there'd be so much crazy shit happening that like would be such a headache and so i would not so want to grumpy quarantine. the whole time yes, like, he'd be so mad oh he'd be so mad about like teenagers like the buddha's trying to sneak yeah. out and he'd be like oh my god i'm going to tear out my hair so i would not quarantine <laughs> with Curran. i think that's also a wise decision okay yes yes oh, yes oh goodness gracious well that was fun all right <laughs> that's awesome okay so let us get to hotter than ever why don't you um tell us a little bit where how we got to this book and what made us you know pick this one so i i pretty much put this on the podcast because i had been saying that juliet needed to read this book (laughs) yeah so um our normal rating does not really include a lot of menage romances. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's one of the subgenres of romances that we really have gravitated to before. Yeah, no. It's not that I haven't read it before. It's just that I hadn't read any that I was like, oh, my God, I really like it. I would like more of this. So right. anyway, um, after – um, like toward the end of 2019, I started, decided to, I wanted to push my boundaries. I wanted to like read genres that I had like never given a chance. And I was like, uh-huh. well, maybe now's a good time to like explore. I have like such an awesome community around me and I've been having such awesome book suggestions. So I was like, let's do it. Mm-hmm. And whenever I um, was searching for Minaj romances, um, this one popped up and I was like, Ooh, L. Kennedy. <laughs> and so I was like, okay, I'd prefer to to try somebody that like I've read their stuff before and I know I like their writing style so maybe this one will be a hit and um this is the fifth book in the series actually she um I think she republished the first few because they were all novellas and now they're packaged in like it's like three novellas in like one book now. Oh, I got gotcha. So it's mm-hmm. like the fifth book as it's sold now on Amazon but like there's actually like three books 
three novellas within the first like four books right, or whatever. Right. Anyway, so I jumped into this one and um, then I went back and I started reading from the beginning. And this one is the only one in the series that's actually like a true like thruple. Right. It's a true like, romance. Right. Yes. A true romance between three like, people. Three mm-hmm. people. It's not just like there's like a hookup between three people yeah. and then it ends up with, you know, just like two couple, like a, a you know, and I ha- um, just a more conventional pairing. Right. So right. And I have, this to, was um, the first time. I have to tell everybody that I definitely raised my eyebrow at you when you told me you're like, no, you're like, you're, you're like telling her to it's read a this real romance. I promise you. And I knew when she said it was L. Kennedy, I'm like, okay, well, I totally trust it. If it's L. Kennedy, you know, L. Kennedy, Serena Bowen, there are certain authors like I trust with no matter what they put together. Like if you tell me they wrote it, then yes, I will definitely read it. And she's one of them. Yeah. And, um, but you know how I am. I am a one. I, I like, I like monogamous one-on-one. I like, you know, uh, and I think it's because if you're like kind of jealous in nature. Very. It kind of translates to like, your your disbelief that you could be like how could you not be jealous of like right. a, of a relationship involving three people so like i totally get that because i honestly i would be jealous yeah um in like real life i'd be jealous yeah in real like life. i could never do I this in real life too <laughs> but i think that i think that i have a little bit of an easier time like suspending my like personal like disbelief uh-huh. <laughs> like being like oh this would not work for me and just be like oh well this works for them i think i had an easy your time yeah. like going into it but i think that you were not this book in particular but the genre right. of monogamy no definitely you know yeah, what I'm definitely saying? The like, genre. To go like i think into anybody it. like trying to move in with uh me and kevin and i'm like uh, no no that <laughs> i'll claw her fucking eyes out so no it's not gonna happen julia but... gonna get bloodthirsty <laughs> <laughs> like you don't even know okay but yes, uh, yes, yes. having said all that so, this was very emotionally rewarding and I totally I bought it I bought it 100% you know that this was a real love yes. affair between three people I can't wait to talk about how like it was structured yeah like between the romance between the three because there's an interesting plot line to just kick this book off in general. So I'm going to start talking about the characters real quick before we get into the spoiler section. And then we'll get into the nitty gritty. Okay. So the female component to our thruple is Claire. <laughs> and Claire, it starts off, she it, it's a wedding day. And um, she's getting married to a guy named Chris. But guess what? Chris bails and leaves it in the hands of his brother and his mother to tell Claire that he's oh not God. ready to get married. And he thinks it's a mistake. So <laughs> the brother, Dylan, has the luxury of telling Claire that his brother no longer wants to marry her. Mm-hmm. And guess what? They do not get along. Dylan and Claire are at each other's throats they just do not get along at all <laughs> but the situation is so fucked up that dylan finds himself offering claire a place to get away right. from all the madness from all the sympathy from just like all the drama yeah. and so claire goes with dylan to san diego and she's going to room with um dylan and his roommate aiden mm-hmm. and there's a little secret that claire has been hiding one time whenever she stayed with dylan in san diego for a work thing she caught him kissing this guy yeah. and no knows yes. that Dylan um, might be gay and yeah. so she's like been and guess what 
the, his roommate now was that same guy. Yeah. Aiden. <laughs> Those are our three people. I don't want to talk too much about it other than to say that Dylan and Aiden are both in the Navy. Yeah. And um, so that's their jobs. And Claire is rooming with them now. So that's where our romance starts. And we're going to talk about it in the spoiler section. Okay, guys, now we're in the spoilers section and we get to really get down to it. I'm, there's so much to discuss in this book. It's crazy. I mentioned this book. I don't know if you remember, but whenever we did our podcast on The Worst Best Man, I said, uh, I also recently read another book where it starts off similarly, like with a similar kind of like plot line right. where jilted um, at the altar a woman gets jilted at the altar and then she ends up by falling for her ex-fiance's yeah. brother yeah so I was like i just i read those books at the same time and i was just like why do i like this trope so much i don't know why <laughs> but i do i know when i was reading i was like this feels so familiar but i love it i'm with i'm with this 100%. i love i really do this was one of um this was one of the little subgenres um in our trope category that i was like yeah i really this works for me is you know i'm with the wrong brother yeah I like that genre. Yeah. I like that trope. So I if you have any suggestions more like that, more like the worst best man yes. and like this one, send them to me because I really enjoy this one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so let's talk about the beginning and let's talk about Chris because Chris is the fiance and oh. he is just absolutely okay. just terrible. yeah. So first of all, Chris is just a total fucking coward, y'all. Like he goes to his brother Dylan. Literally, they're supposed to be going to the altar at that moment. They're supposed to be going down the aisle. Like it's, you know, it's time. It's time. And um, and he's like, you know, you have to do it. You have to tell her. And Dylan's like, what? First of all, he's like, what are you talking about? And he's like, no, no, no way. You have to respect her enough to tell her what's going on. You know, um, I'll get mom to like, you know, tell everybody else, but you have to talk to your bride. You have to explain this to her. And then he, finally, Chris, Chris agrees. He's like, okay, okay, I will. Um, and then he, he runs down to the lied. hotel, jumps in his car and takes off and tells his mom, go tell everybody it's off and takes off in his car and is calling like Chris texting him from his car. Like you have to do it. I can't do it. So, like so, I think I think that what makes it the worst is that he literally lied. He's like, "Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I should you're totally right. go tell, I should go tell her that it's no. that I think it's a mistake and we shouldn't get married." And then he runs anyway. Mm -hmm. I think the lie just makes it even worse, and he just leaves anyway. Yeah, I was like showing yeah. your true colors, like well, and just awful. <laughs> And not not just everything he's doing to Claire, but to his own family. I mean, the embarrassment, yeah. humiliation he's dumping on them to handle. You know, that's just yeah. Ridiculous. So all of this emotions, like really, there in the forefront. And I really like that we're in Dylan's point of view because Dylan immediately, whenever we're 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 introduced to the story through his point of view, yeah, um, he immediately says that he's not a fan of Claire. And right. He does think this is a mistake, but he thinks the way that Chris is handling it is terrible right he's like wait no right. what like this is awful like you don't do this like yeah dylan's big on honor and you know you know facing facing yeah. you know confrontation head on yeah and the way that his brother's behaving he's like i'm not okay with this. yeah and i really love how even though dylan does not like claire he still has um sympathy for her yeah. and he was like you know he's seeing her freak 
the fuck out. <laughs> freaking out about the guests, freaking out about oh, this thing. Yeah, I, I love that she freaks out. She's like, she's like, looks down at the dress. She's like, I can't be in this dress. I can't be in this dress. Yeah, like, I'm not a bride. She's just like, out of her dress and she's like standing there in a G string and a strapless bra. And he's just like, look away, look away, look away. Don't, yes. <laughs> don't notice. Yes, yes. But at the same yep. time, she is having a pure on meltdown. And so he's like, yeah, and so he takes control, yeah. which I really like. And he was like, let's go get in the car. You know, my mom's handling, yeah. telling the guests, like, you don't have to worry about that. We can go, whatever. Whenever they're in the car, though, the most flabbergasting thing happens. Um, Chris, <laughs> the brother, calls mm-hmm. <laughs> calls Dylan saying that he is at the airport because oh, he's taking God. the honeymoon. He's taking the honeymoon that planned anyway. that her parents Not only paid that, for. Yeah. Her parents paid for that. I was so furious when I I just I was like Thank somebody you. punched him in the nuts, please. Like he's yes. the worst worst person ever. Yes. And Dylan's like, I can't even believe this is happening. I think that was the last straw where he decided yeah. um, that he was going to take Claire with him. Like, right. Basically gave her no choice. Was like, you're spiraling. You don't want to deal with your family because she's like, she's trying to tell her dad, like, I'll pay you back. And her dad's like, no. Because yeah. like they paid for all they of They paid for everything. Not only that, she's, she's, living, so she's living with Chris. She's like, I don't want to go back to that apartment that I lived right. with him and look. And while he's off on our honeymoon by himself like no no way yeah. and I was the same way I was like I would have just yeah I would have been in a hotel room if I didn't have yeah. a place to go I would not go back to that apartment exactly but Dylan was just like come on come to San yeah, Diego get out of the so city. they go to yeah. San Diego um there's a little bit of guilt in the back of his mind though because he's thinking he's like maybe I should have run this by my roommate yeah. and internally he's thinking he's like well not just my roommate I don't know what we are right. so boom boom yeah. now we yeah. have like some more drama yeah. and I'm just like ooh, this is getting juicy what's going on yeah and so Claire thinks back to the time where she saw them um kissing mm-hmm. and you know it was really hot but she like got caught watching them and she was like I'm not gonna tell Chris like don't worry whatever yeah. and so she's been keeping that in her mind and then she realizes you know oh that's the roommate <laughs> yeah now, the so guy is the one she saw there. right right and, and, yeah, and guess what he thought yeah the other thing was she even admits that and this is what was all in the prologue when she saw them together she was so turned on like she went back and like masturbated in the bedroom to that you know yeah she had to rub one out she was yeah. like this seems really sexy yeah. <laughs> these two buff guys yeah. who are being super passionate with each other and she was like i think a really key element in this is you know she was planning this life with chris yeah but even before that with the prologue you can tell that she was like definitely missing the passion right there was, in her right. relationship with chris mm-hmm. because Chris is like one of those guys where it's like on paper, he looks great enough to marry. But whenever you're like actually around him, it's like, (laughs) oh, so this is all like a front. Like you're not really actually a good guy. And we find out later how Dylan opens up and is like, yeah, Chris is really good at getting you to think that he's one type of way, but he's He's really not. Like he'll start off as the fun loving guy and he wants to do everything you want to do and do this and do that. But he really actually does. He doesn't want to do any of that. Chris is to really yeah, win. Chris is a master manipulator, and not only that, he he has the traits that I find personally the least attractive in people, which is like materialistic, vain, shallow. Like his his whole thing is he wants to do everything on the surface to climb the ladder, 
which to me is just like the yes. most superficial kind of person. Do you know what I mean? And so, he- so that's a big mm-hmm. point of contention as well with his job is that later on we find out, and this is all delved in later on, but this is all like background Chris getting to the bottom of like right. her relationship with Chris later. But And so I'd rather just talk about it now before we get into Dylan, Aiden, and Claire's okay. relationship. <laughs> and so – Chris actually, um, he wants to become partner at this law firm. And the whole thing is whenever Claire started dating him, he was like, he seemed to be this like more, more of a, a, a passionate, like, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm doing this work to do good. Yeah, and he was not. Like, and then he all was of doing a sudden, pro bono work for inner city and yes. stuff like that at first. And then all of a sudden he gets this big wig job, but he tells Claire, oh, well, I need to take it because we need more money because his mom has a gambling addiction. Yeah. And we'll talk more about that later. And so he makes that excuse like, oh, I need more money to help with my mom, whatever. But I don't really want to be yeah. doing this job. Well, that's a lie. And he also says Apparently, that he has to – Yeah. And he also says that he has to do that and make more money because Dylan is not helping out. So he kind of throws his exactly. brother under the bus and he's like, don't confront Dylan about mm. it. So she is always – Which is like one of Dylan. the reasons why she doesn't like Yeah, it's because she's like, because she thinks care about he's like mom. a deadbeat right. brother and – and just like doesn't care yeah so there's definitely there's, yeah there's like on. a miscommunication and we can get that out there the reason they don't like each other is because she thinks he is like like you said like a deadbeat son unwilling to help his mother with her gambling problem yeah, in the, her financial situation and so she's always ticking like yeah oh mm-hmm, talking about money and making little digs at him about not putting up money and stuff and so he yes, thinks, so she, thinks he's like a gold yeah, digger she is just super materialistic and all she wants to talk about is money you know and so it's such a miscommunication uh, yes. because of the things that chris is, chris is done. Know, doing yeah and it's all chris exactly yeah. exactly it's all this douchebag chris so another thing that's very interesting that happens which really gives you chris's number and tells you what a spineless guy he is is whenever he's talking to Dylan before he decides to call the wedding off he's like you know I was talking to like basically his boss and he had mentioned that um, Claire had told the wives like you know there was some unsuitable conversation going on <laughs> basically they were talking about vibrators like, and apparently that was like a no no or whatever oh and Claire God. whenever she finds out later she was like um they were all talking about that because yeah. of course all those guys with little penises were so you know intimidated by a vibrator yeah that- you know, it yeah. like, emasculated them oh if God. their wife wanted one. Anyway, Ridiculous. so it just shows you his character. I know. <laughs> it shows you. Oh. And of course, he can't marry somebody that his boss doesn't approve of because he's such an ass kisser. Yes. And he wants to climb that ladder. Oh. So that definitely shows you what an yeah. asshole So we're like, is. good riddance, so, Chris. Thank God. Exactly. <laughs> and so now she's in this apartment with these two men and you can sense the heat immediately. Like between all three of them, even though Dylan is like frowny face the whole time, like I don't like her. She's all vain, but oh my God, I'm so attracted to her. <laughs> you know, so it's, it's yeah. such an interesting I mean, dynamic. there's three hot people in this, you know, confined space. So right. there's physical attraction right. on the surface and stuff. And I really like how it doesn't really automatically jump into this like oh 
yeah, we're going to like, um, we're going to explore this. I like yeah. how it was definitely like, they're getting to know we each focus other more on the relationship. Yeah, we focus mm-hmm. more on Dylan and Aiden and what they've been going through. Like we live together now, but nobody really knows. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's also another aspect to their relationship. So Aiden and Dylan really like, so they're, they're both bi and they really like it whenever they have a girl yeah. to be, you know, the little, the little stuffing to their Oreo. Yeah. They like a little, and they, they, even, they like, feel complete that right. way. Right. And I love the point of view where both of them, and especially in Dylan's point of view is like, we enjoy each other, but we know there's something missing. We know there's a component yes. missing in our relationship, you know? And mm-hmm. it's, so it's and before Claire comes, it's always just kind of been like hook yeah, up some stuff, random girl or whatever. Exactly, and you know they always gravitated toward that. But I think that having Claire there and the big factor in here is that Claire lives there, yeah. and so they have to hang out, yeah. which I think is They're really like having breakfast really together to their yeah. exactly. So Aiden is. <laughs> flirty yeah. Aiden's flirty, flirty with Claire of course Dylan's not flirty because she he doesn't like Claire right now <laughs> he, he, he can he can think she's attractive yeah and I love Claire. Dylan getting but, all been out of shape because he knows what Aiden is doing and he's just like yeah stop it. Like, he's like, you cannot go there like I can't help it man like I really like her <laughs> like I can't help it you know yes so a big thing about Aiden is he, Dylan thinks, you know, he really, he really likes Aiden, but Aiden keeps himself closed off. Like there's stuff happening with Aiden's dad and yeah. he never wants to talk about it. Every time he's on the phone with his dad, he always like walks out of the room <laughs> so that Dylan can't hear. Yeah. And so Dylan's kind of hurt by this yeah. because he's, he's missing that emotional yeah. connection yeah. with Aiden, wants yeah. him to open up, but doesn't know how to like really say it. I think it's really interesting as well that Aiden and Dylan don't know that they love each other yet, you know? And so it's like when they start falling for Claire, it's like they all three fall at the same time. And I just find that fascinating, you know? It's like Aiden wasn't willing to open up emotionally until Claire came. Yes. Yes, exactly. And so it's like, Claire was like this key that unlocked them, but they also unlocked Claire. So it was just like, it they all their personalities really meshed well together yeah. to me because um Claire whenever she gets there she is attracted to Aiden but of course she's like trying to get over Chris and trying to get over feeling like what the hell was wrong with me that I couldn't see that he was like that yeah. and so she's struggling with all of that and Aiden is talking her down you know trying to comfort her just like as a friend but he ends up by finding out all this all the things that Dylan thinks about Claire and Claire thinks about Dylan so Aiden's heard from Dylan like how terrible his brother's fiance was and how he doesn't like her and then he meets claire and he's just like this isn't fitting and so aiden's the one that's kind of sleuthing this out that there's something wrong yeah and he realizes that they definitely have misconceptions about each other yeah. because he's like dylan is the most honest person i've ever met like he will tell you like it is like he literally cannot be dishonest and all you need to do is ask him and, and she's, claire and she's like, oh, like no that can't i know be. she's like i don't even know who you're talking about because the person you're talking about is not the dylan i know and he, she's it, i love that aiden's like there's he okay so i have to tell them how he finally figures out how to get them to get beyond this misconception they have of each other because aiden gets to know them both and he's like 
y'all are both amazing. Like individually, he's like, they're amazing people. Why can they not see each other for who they truly are? And so he's like, something is wrong. So guys, so this is what he does. <laughs> I love this. He um he's like in his bedroom and he's like, hey, y'all come see this. You're not gonna believe this. Come here. And so Claire is in currently in Dylan's bedroom. She's comes in there. She's like, what? She's like, no, I need y'all both in here. You're not gonna believe this. And and so then Dylan comes in. He's like, what? What's going on? He's like, oh wait, I forgot something in the living room. Stay right here. He goes out. He slams the door, locks the door, then puts like a chair under it and the in the glass angel that Dylan bought spent like $300 for his mother on the chair so that if he rattles the door or tries to break out, he will break this angel that he bought for his mother, which he will not. Yes. So yeah, oh it's a, it was a gift from his mom. Genius. And, um, Genius. and Claire was like, I was there. I wonder if she picked that out. It was so expensive. Do not <laughs> break so it. Cause crazy. Dylan was like, um, dude, you know, I can break down this door. Yeah, like, I'm like, well, if you do, like, I can break. Yeah. And he's like, Exactly. That's why I have insurance. You don't want to break your mom's statue, do you? He's like, and I also I love, really like. And he's like, I left a care package for you guys under the bed too. I, you know, if y'all need yeah, refreshment, like if y'all get restless, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, I'm going run, and y'all need to figure out y'all. Shit. Yeah, I'll be back in a couple of and... hours. He's like, I'll be back in like three or four hours, and they're like, what? It's the I best. Love it. It's the best. He's like, this is for your own good. Yeah. And guess what? works because you know of course they're frustrated and claire's like i don't want to be stuck with you and he's like i don't want to be stuck with you either. yeah and they get a few things straightened out and it's good the conversation is it finally you know, comes out yes yes it finally comes out that she's just like you don't help your mom with all that's gone down and dylan's like so confused like, what's and going down so hurt because he's yeah. like why did my mom not tell me that she was struggling with a gambling addiction that she was in so deep that yeah. her house was going up to, in foreclosure yeah. and that why yeah. did chris feel the need to keep that from me too like what's yeah. going on i also love that claire then, caught on it and she's like well the reason she didn't is because she loves you the best she you're her golden boy and yeah like, you know because she realizes once she realizes that she had that he did not know because it's so obvious in his face and his his reaction that he's being honest she's like oh she was protecting you because she loves you so much you know that's why yeah. you know and yeah so, and she doesn't agree with it and she's like yeah she should have told you but you yeah. know i think that she was embarrassed and right. don't like don't don't go after her like let her you know come to you and like yeah. don't don't just like go fly off the handle with her. She's probably embarrassed. And yeah. Stuff. And so now all of a sudden. He's like, so you're not a gold, gold digger. You know, she's like, no. And she starts talking about the wives and he opens them. up about yeah. Chris's true personality yes. and talking about just stuff that, you know, like, oh, yeah, um, that's the way he is. But he really actually doesn't like it. And guess what? His dream job is actually the job he's in, right. even though he's he told you that this is only a temporary mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. And so – now she's devastated, um, but she's also just like, this is absolutely insane. Yeah. And she's mad and angry. And then she's just like, let's see what Aiden. Let's see what refreshment uh, has. Yes. <laughs> That's the best. Yeah. And so she, yeah. she digs through the box. Mm-hmm. And what's what's in at there? the bottom of the box? Okay. So, yeah. At condoms. the bottom of the box, we have a, a box of condoms. Yeah. And so, and then Dylan's like, well, we could put those to use, you know. And like, immediately they're like okay <laughs> it was awesome yeah. I, of course 
they're just like oh you must be joking and then he was like but like you're actually hot though like you have to know that yeah. like even though like i didn't like you like i always thought you were hot even when i did not like right. you. like actively you're attractive woman yeah and of course she's just mad enough um about, about the situation yes. that's going on he's a little rebound well, sex Chris lying mm-hmm. and everything and that she just like maybe this sounds like a great idea yeah, and i need so to get some frustration both- out <laughs> <laughs> yep, and so they end up by having sex, and guess what? It blows her freaking mind. Yes, and She's him, like, wow. and him. This, first of all, I'm I'm very picky. I love a good dirty sex scene, but yeah, I'm very too. picky about dirty talk. Me stuff, too. But I really like me. I really like Dylan. Yeah, dirty talk. Yes. I think that it was yes. phenomenal. It worked for me. I was like, this 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 is working great for yes. me. And um. But interestingly enough, which I was not expecting this, is after they have sex and they're cuddling, waiting for Aiden to, like, break them out, um, Dylan has, like, this moment of guilt because he feels, like, incomplete. Even though Aiden left the condoms in there (laughs) and was, like, pretty much encouraging them to be together, he was, like, it feels wrong to not have Aiden here because he really is in love with Aiden. Yeah. And he doesn't want to do anything like behind Aiden's back uh-huh. um, with another person. Right. And I found that really interesting because I was not expecting that. And yeah. Like, oh he's like, he's like, this he can't, really he's like, this can't happen again without Aiden. And so then she's like, yeah. she's like, so what you're saying is we can never do this again unless all three of us do it. And he's like, um, yeah, pretty much. He's like, yeah. that's kind of how we roll. Yeah. yeah. And this is also like yep. you said, where we realize that he has true feelings for Aiden. It's not like, it's not. This isn't just a a, a, a sexual experimentation period. Yeah, he's not just them. trying to like hook up left and right and just be right. like, oh yeah, we hook up with each other sometimes, but we also hook up with other people, and sometimes we all hook up. Yeah. He's like, no, like this is like mutual respect thing. Yeah. Like I respect him. I don't want to do anything behind his back because I care about him and stuff like that. And so I thought that that was really telling. Yeah. Good signal for the future. Whenever we decide that, um, yeah. you know, Claire is going to explore this. But Claire's for freaked now. out. She is definitely not at all on board. No. She's like, I can't do that. Like, I she's can't. Like, no, I can't be a girl that does that. Yeah. Like, I'm not, no, she, that's, that's wrong. She's like, I'm not like, that kind of girl. Wrong? Yeah. Yeah. And- is it wrong because you know everyone else says it wrong or, or because you feel it's wrong yeah. and you know she's like yeah that kind of sounds hot but she just like I really like how because it really does it plays a big role like the way that you grew up the way that definitely. you your norms were presented yes. to you that definitely yes. is yes. how you view the world yeah this is very true Claire she's like I grew up very conservatively like I was lucky enough to lose my virginity while I was still living with my parents yeah. like that was a miracle like no so this was definitely not she was not in this like free-spirited sexual experimentation yeah. house at all part of what I love about this book is how it breaks down stereotypes and like what we expect like yeah only a skanky girl could get with two guys you know what I mean like right. that exactly. that stereotype and she's feeling like that's you know I'm not that kind of girl you know like but yeah you know honestly if the three of you really care about each other and are friends and like to it, it was not dirty in the way that it's wrong do you know what I mean like it was dirty like it was sexy dirty but like, like what is wrong what what is wrong like if yes, other people yes other people think that's wrong but they really don't understand it then right you know why are they the authority or whatever right so I like that 
she struggles and she even avoids them for a while too. Yeah. And whenever Aiden um, finally catches her, you know, alone and they actually talk about it and she was like, you know, Dylan told me, mm-hmm. you know, about like what y'all do and how I would have to be like with both of y'all or none of y'all basically, mm-hmm. because that's not, that's not how they roll. Like, yeah. They oh, this was, yeah, each this other was, and go behind. Yeah. Them. This was in the kitchen with her and Aiden, that scene. Oh, yeah, yes. I like that. Yes. And Aiden was just like, you know, we're never going to pressure you into that. I just want you to know that, yeah, we de- we definitely both want you. Like, there's no doubt about that. But we know no means no. And yeah. we're definitely not going to try to convince you. Yeah. Like, we're not going to try to persuade you yeah. to do this. Yeah. Like, it's definitely, it's definitely something that you have to decide for yourself. Right. But, you know. I, I, he's not going to stop his flirty nature. But I love how it's like, but can I just have one kiss, please? Can I just have like one kiss? <laughs> I love this scene. She's like, okay. It's like, he is kiss. very attracted. And so um, she's like, yeah, this one. And it is absolutely it's hot. It's fire. It's so, so fire. hot. And, and so she's attracted to both of them now. Now it's like worse because she's like, now I know what he tastes like. And oh my God. And Dylan. And oh no. You know, so she's just like seriously struggling right. now. I like how after that conversation with Aiden, though, she feels like she doesn't have to avoid them anymore, yeah. and she just starts hanging out with them. Yes. She's she has two weeks of vacation because of her honeymoon that was scheduled, yeah. and so she's basically just lounging around doing whatever they're doing. And um, they really hang out, and they really get to know each other. They're like watching TV together, they're watching football together, mm-hmm. and they're really comfortable to go out to eat with each other. There was actually a scene where a waitress was flirting with Dylan and she feels jealous oh, yeah. and Aiden catches on to he that. Feels and her they body her about like, it. oh, Dylan, she didn't like that. <laughs> yes, and they tease her about it and she's yeah. all flushed. And awesome. she's like, I love how they mention, you know, she has she's a redhead and she has very pale skin. Yeah. And so like anytime she's feeling emotion like embarrassment yeah. or lust or whatever it shows and i can totally relate because yeah. i get flushed yeah. so easily Same. it's just so annoying I know. to like everybody's like what's wrong Your chest why are is you red. Purple? like stop it stop it leave me alone <laughs> my feelings are on display exactly it's so, it's so cute i love it it's adorable oh, oh my goodness but anyway so everything's going great until Claire discovers something on Facebook. Claire's looking on Facebook of a friend of a friend and who's also oh, like a lawyer. God. And she sees this very strange coincidence that <laughs> she sees a picture of Chris and this girl and it crops up again and again. Like this girl has been with him at, like, in Europe. With Chris or and then she goes to the girl's profile and she has no privacy settings. Right, like and so idiot. she can see where yeah. she's at right now. And she's literally on the honeymoon yes. with Chris. I wanted to and gouge like, his eyes out. Oh, my God. So not only <laughs> did he take the honeymoon that was for her. Yeah. Um, paid for by paid his for, But he brought mm-hmm. his, his girlfriend on the trip. It's so unbelievable. Claire is absolutely pissed. And not only that, um, her last name was like Littman or whatever, which mm-hmm. was her boss, um, boss's last name. And so she was related to the boss, like yeah. his daughter or yeah. something. And so she, she was like, oh, oh, I see. You know, <laughs> trying to like work your way up the ladder again. By- yeah all that and so she's incredibly hurt dylan's like not defending him at all he dylan's like my brother's a piece of shit yeah it's like, like yeah holy shit he really is <laughs> you're, you're and this is a moment of vulnerability for 
Claire, but Claire decides that she's done. Like if this is how Chris was going to behave and he's doing something that's so incredibly wrong, he's literally allowing himself to be in pictures with this woman. Like, you know, the world, everybody can see the world was just, they would totally totally judge and crucify him and condemn him for doing that. But of course the world's not just, but anyway, um, so Claire's just like, well, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to worry about what people think. I'm going to do what I want to do. What I want to do with these two men. So now, now, now she's on board. Okay? I love their reaction. She's like, she's like, I'm ready to do this, and they're like, Are you sure? But they're like, Are you sure? They're like, they're like still as like statues because they're so they want it so bad. It's so they funny. want it so bad, oh. and they're just like, This seems like it's too good to be true. Yeah. I'm so nervous yeah. that she's gonna change her mind. But it is incredibly hot, yeah. and um very just like very central very central and i really love after because like i mean obviously i cannot do her sex scenes justice they're just like yeah "Mm, yeah steamy but after and they're all like cuddling after i just love it and she just like she's so like exhausted but she's feeling so safe like between them two right and i just really love it and they really fall into like this amazing pattern yeah where she says like after they like broke that seal they like would not spend like an hour without like touching her just like pet petting her like rubbing her arm kissing yeah. her neck while she's making breakfast yeah, in the morning super affectionate. you can just mm-hmm. feel you can just feel like all the affection with all three of them and i love the scene where they go pick out the tree oh, <laughs> and God. the christmas tree because it's the holidays yeah and he wants this tree that nobody else is going to want because it's not perfect. And they're just like, we don't understand <laughs> that. Like but I guess if it, it makes you happy. Ugly. <laughs> She's like, I want it. That's the one I want. And I just like it because I feel like it encapsulates their relationship, like the affection. And they're they're just like, as long you we'll get the tree as long as we don't have to go shopping. Um, yeah, the rest with you. It. Like you go do that yeah. for yourself, and we'll stay out. Yeah. And we'll go back home. Like we don't want to be shopping. And she's just like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Compromise exactly. And I just love it because. I just like how their relationship plays out together. Yeah. Yeah. We have some really, yeah, we have thing. a lot of nice moments like the uh, Christmas Eve, you know, when they're just like opening a couple of the presents together. There's a lot of very warm, affectionate. Um, yes. And there's a scene that we did not talk about where um, Claire is asking Aiden about what he does and also just oh, like, yeah. oh, you're not going home Christmas like why not and so Aiden ends up by opening up about his personal life and Dylan is floored Dylan's like oh my god he never would want to talk like he always would close off and just kind of brush this off and all of a sudden he's opening up and so it's like you can see a change in all of their dynamics it's like Claire's Dylan is no longer to like bring them both out you know with their I guess sensitive side you know to each other yeah. And it is truly like they're all three just like they're they're completing this circle yeah. where they all fit they all fit with each other. Yeah. And so now yeah. Dylan is getting to know Aiden even more. So it's like yes. bringing them all closer together. It's not just bringing Claire and Aiden closer together, it's bringing Dylan and Aiden closer to, right. closer together. Right. So we find out about, you know, he's not super close with his dad anymore. He his mom had died whenever he was young. Um like well, 
should we talk about what really happened? I guess we can wait till later. Should we wait till later yeah. to say what really happened to his mom? Yeah, we'll we'll save that for yeah. Let's save that okay. So I'll just say what the what the original story yeah. was for now. Okay. So Aiden's mom had died. Um, whenever they were crossing the street, a car had hit her, and she, and she had pushed him right. out the way. So he's got like survivor and his guilt, dad, you know, from that exactly. But he's not really dealt with yes. very well. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So anyway, they end up by spending the holidays together, but Claire's time is coming to an end. Yes. And she's gonna have to go back to work. Yeah, but she doesn't want to. I know. So fortunately she gets a call yeah. from um she gets a call from Barb, her boss, and it's like, look, you know, are you have you booked your plane yet? She's like, Well, I was actually just doing that. Like she'd put it off to the last minute. It's like the two or three days before she's supposed to leave, and she's like, Okay, I have to book a flight. And Barb says, Don't book it yet. Um, I have a job for you in Oceanside, which is close to where she is in San Diego. Yeah, it's like, like an hour commute. Right. She's like, uh, just stay there. It'll be two or three weeks. You can do that job and then come home from there. You know, the company will rent her a car, whatever she needs to, you know, finish work basically from there before she heads home. And she's like, oh, fantastic. Two or three more weeks. So I love how she runs giddily into the living room and is like, I get to stay. She didn't even say, do you want me to stay really? They're just, but she's like, you know, if it's, it's, and they're like, yes, we want you to stay. We we're dying. We've been dying inside thinking yes, like, I love it and there was like a moment between yeah. Dylan and Aiden before this happened where they were like we don't want her to go yeah. like yeah. this just feels too good we're not ready to let this go we don't know what this is there's no like really definition yeah you know for what they're doing but they know that they don't want to let go of this feeling and this just plays in perfectly right plays in right. perfectly for them and so um Dylan decides after the new year that he's going to go visit his mom, that it's, you know, it's time to talk to his mom. And what solidifies that, you know, Chris is coming back um, after after his honeymoon. Yeah. And basically, whenever he's talking to Dylan on the phone, he's like, well, I guess I have to talk to Claire since I'm coming back. And Dylan's like, no, shit. Yeah, yeah. You, and so Claire's like, well, I'm going to you wanna talk you. to her and, like, yeah. do, have at least a conversation, you know, since you. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. So Claire's like, well, I guess I'm going to come with you because I need to, I need, I need to talk. Yeah, she needs closure. Yeah, she I need to, talk to, talk him. to Chris. And yeah, mm-hmm. they need to have at least a final want an apology. Yeah. Which you I mean, absolutely deserve. The last time she spoke to him, like, I'm sure it was like the night before the wedding and they were like, oh, I'll see you at the altar. Yay. You know, and then all this, she's not even spoken to him since he jilted her, you know? Mm-hmm. So yes, of course they have to have at exactly. least a conversation, exactly. hash out who's getting what out of the apartment, all that kind of jazz. So yeah, so she has out yes. with them. Um, so I love it. So Dylan confronts his mom. Yeah. And while he's doing that, Claire is talking to Chris, but whenever Allegedly. he has a little break from talking to his mom, Claire calls Claire calls Dylan and she's like, How'd it go? And she's telling him how it went with Chris. And basically Chris is like got defensive whenever she brought up the other girl and was just like, Oh, well, where have you been? Whenever like it was kind of um an unspoken rule that she wouldn't lie about being in San Diego, staying with Dylan, right. but that she wouldn't like offer up that she had slept with Dylan. Right. You right. Know? Exactly. But Chris makes her so mad and he was like, because he was like, well, I bet you're sleeping with my brother. And she literally was like, yep, yep you know I what? Am. I am. And he's better than you. And it was great. And Dylan's just like, oh my God, I love your fiery temper. Well, I guess it's out the bag. 
And I really like the mom because the mom really actually loves Claire. Yeah. And I really like she overhears it and she was like, oh, my God, are you Claire? Yeah. And he's like, yeah. Um, he's like, yeah. <laughs> and so I really like how the mom was kind of the one, the one person that we really get who's on board mm-hmm. with um, this unconventional relationship. Yeah. Because – don't even know they don't even know the full extent of it but just the fact that dylan is brothers with her ex-fiance that makes it kind of like taboo and so it's just kind of like yeah i don't know and then and in the background it's like if they only knew how what else is going on in this relationship yeah Yeah. they would be bored because they're thinking they're thinking like oh these two boys like share her or something you know not like they're all together together so that's something we didn't talk about. Whenever they go visit um, Dylan and Aiden's friends, they're all um, they're all in the Navy, and um, they in this whole series because these are couples that were in the previous books yes. and the previous novellas, and um, they all are very experimental. Right. Because I remember um, early in their novel, Aiden and Dylan were like kind of like, oh well, you think that threesomes aren't very common, but it's kind of like yeah, he's kind of like in our like, group, yeah. experimental. It's like in our friend group it's not a big deal like oh we all kind of done it you know but yeah we've all yeah. done, we, it. We've we all done it. it or whatever yeah we learned that aiden has been with uh i think savannah and i forgot her guy's name and matt yeah and um dylan has been with um or jen knows about dylan and um yes and dylan, jen knows about dylan and aiden and cat and she's but anyway yeah so there's been a lot of like jumping around a little bit but they've all paired off like you said with a couple Exactly. So that was one of the things that I want to talk about too is because not all the friends know that Dylan right. and Aiden are having a thing in the background right. that they're actually Dylan finally, in the background. Yeah, Dylan finally does. Right. Exactly. And then then whenever they start exploring like well what happened with like Claire like whenever Aiden was there um, whenever y'all came over it yeah. looked like Aiden and Claire were very cozy and Dylan like is broaching the subject of like well actually I'm with her and they're like oh my god how does that work is Aiden not mad like, well, and, like Aiden it comes her. out Slowly that they're they're in a menage relationship yeah. and the friends are skeptical they're like I don't understand. Yeah. Like the ones who would be most understanding too are kind of just like, I don't understand how that works. Like yeah. how does nobody get it? Cash is the one like that. even so, is like, but it's not just you and Claire and him and Claire. It's you and Aiden too, right? And like in case, and he admits yeah. it to that one friend. I mean, he is concerned about what his friends will think and all that, obviously. And and coming out is a very scary situation. You know what I mean? Um, even right. with friends being supportive. Right. They're just kind of like, this is a lot going on, yeah, you know? Like, how's that work? <laughs> you know? Yes. So, okay. So everything is going amazingly, right? Everything is going amazingly between the three of them. And then Dylan's actually feeling more comfortable that he's like coming out to his friends a little bit more. And, and then they get a surprise knock at the door. Lo and behold, and it is one of the days where they are all casually like half dressed. They've probably just had sex yes. on the couch, just hanging out together. Yeah, they're lounging, lounging watching around. a movie, literally all three cuddling all together, cuddling, which I love. And and they hear this banging on the door. Um, Dylan goes to answer it, and it's Chris. And so he opens the door, and he's like half dressed. Chris is furious. He's like, "Where?" is she he storms into the apartment and basically calls her a fucking whore you know that she's doing both of these guys i love when he goes to like 
violently steps forward. Aiden steps in front of her. And when he calls her a whore, Dylan like knocks him out. Like just blocks him. That was like needed to to happen. And Dylan is like, bro, you will not say a (laughs) word against her. I will beat your fucking ass. And Chris is just like so like annoyed with the situation. Yeah. And storms out. Yeah. So nothing good could really come of yeah. that, can it? The o- nothing could I mean, so the only good thing was that Chris got knocked the fuck down by his brother, which I love. True. But true. Vengeance. The other thing is that we see their protective instincts when it comes to Claire and they immediately hone in on her feelings and making sure she's okay, you know, um, because he said some really ugly things to her, you know, and made her feel about right. exactly. You know, and, and it's kind of playing a, her fears that like yeah, what would other people exactly, think about the relationship. Exactly. She still has insecurities about that because it's like, you know, in this kind of relationship, who's gonna get the who's gonna get the worst name calling? Well, the girl, you know, the right. woman is going to be called right. the whore and the skank and the slut. You know, that's just the way our society yep. runs. And so, unfortunately. Exactly. And so, she, I totally sympathize with her having these, like, you know, painful guilt feelings when Chris came in there. But when they defended her and they just surrounded her with love, it was like, yes, yes, yes. You know, like, validation. So, yes, validation for sure. Um, so, shortly after that, though, okay, um, she has to her her assignment with Oceanside is winding down and she's going to give the final presentation. She shows up to work to the Oceanside business and lo and behold, her boss Barb is there and Barb, you know, her boss has come to other events, but not just like out of the blue shown up in another city, you know? Yeah. You know, there's something unusual. Yeah, about and she this. said, even like the, you know, she's smiling and everything, but there's something a little bit, off about this you know and so she goes to the presentation everything's great barb says let's go get some tea or whatever they go i don't know have tea or lunch or something and and she's waiting because like she can feel something's about to happen and barb basically tells her you know have you read your like morality clause in your contract and she's like what are you talking about and she's like well you know she tells basically spills that chris told her that she's in a relationship with two men she's like is it true and she doesn't deny it she's like i am and she's yeah. like, well, then I have to mm-hmm. let you go because that breaks our morality yep. clause. And so she yep. is devastated that Chris basically just did this out of spite and anger. Yes. You know? Yeah. And like, if you were moving on and you have somebody else, like, what why? do you care? What do you care? And it's like, because. I can't believe yeah. her. After all the things he's done to her, he does this. And it gets worse, y'all. She gets home. And who does she get a call from? But her dad. Asking if this is true that she is with that was like that was like the final nail in the coffin of like Chris needs to die. I was like, how dare he mess up this woman's career? This is a person that he was supposed to have loved. He screws up her career and then has the audacity to go to her parents' house, parents who he also fucked over um in the whole wedding situation and decides to ruin her relationship with her parents. After he's jilted her, after he's taken money, you know, to go on this honeymoon. Like I just like my mind was uh, exploding with fury. <laughs> yeah. I I did have one problem with the novel and it's that there was Chris needed something horrible to happen yes. to him, not yeah. just Dylan punching yes. him. He like, needs to, I do not forgive Chris for this right. behavior. So, he is a man child right. and I hate Those him. Those windy roads back to San Francisco, he could have just like careened right off the cliff. Thank you very much. <laughs> you know, come on. Go Give away, Chris. Nobody likes ending. you. Give us our true happy ending. 
so, God. so she is devastated and they're just like, you know, cause now her parents won't even talk to her. They're like, we will disown you if you do not leave those men. That's what her dad tells her, gives her an ultimatum. Yes. And she chooses and them she chooses over her them. family. And it's just so sad. Know, she chooses <gasps> them. But this is where we start to get a lot of the love. Like we start to feel the love between them and they realize. Yeah. Like they're incredibly supportive of her. Um, starting her own business, like yes. they, they're like, well, why don't you start your own consulting yeah. firm? Like, you don't need to go work for somebody else. Like, you start your own yeah. business, and because she had confided in in them that she likes her job, but she likes working with small yeah. businesses better because the big conglomerates that she advises and consults and tells them how they can be more effective in running their business, yeah. they're like, they like take her opinion with a grain of salt yeah. and then end up by doing whatever they and want. I have to anyway. say, like, and so from a practical standpoint, when they said this, like, and I know she said that she had a little bit of money put away but like right now she does not have a job and look with the crisis that's going on in our world right now where people are not having jobs and having to file for unemployment just to survive and stuff like my immediate sense when I read that was like how is she gonna live how is she gonna pay her bills like, you know yeah. like I'm freaking the fuck out but it's like I love that she had two very successful men to support her and not that they're like supporting her forever but to give her a safe place to start this business yeah like, give her so, some breathing yeah. room to figure out what her next move should be like right. she doesn't have to go jump into a job that she doesn't just have to go wait tables or something while she's working. trying to figure this out you know what I mean like exactly exactly yeah. So I don't know. I was just like, I don't know. I thought it was very well done. I love this sort of caring support that they gave her while and allowing her to chase her dream, you know, which she just never took that risk. And she's taking a lot of risks in life in general. And now they're like, you know what? Take this risk too. You can do it. You're so smart. Like they realize how brilliant she is. She really is super smart, you know? And so I just love that. I love that whole aspect. And so- I know I do too. And this really like catapults the relationship to the next level because after Dylan has to go on an assignment for a little while and it's just Aiden and Clara together and um, they're having um, a passionate moment and Claire tells Aiden, you know, I love you. And Aiden's just like, you know, oh my goodness, like excited. He doesn't say it back right here, but then they're talking about Dylan and just like how, you know, she's worried about Dylan being on assignment and, you know, what if something bad happens and stuff. And she's in love with Dylan too. And she wants to tell Dylan as well. Um, and, Unfortunately, during this whole confession happens, he gets a call from his dad, which he has to go see his dad because his dad had a heart attack and he's in the hospital. Right. I really love Claire takes charge because usually like Aiden's the most serious out of all yeah. three because like Dylan and Claire still have this bickering, bickering, playful banter back and forth right. and he kind of like corrals them, whatever. Yeah. He's very responsible. And um, also the most closed off. And I love how Claire takes control and, he, and she's like, babe. I'm going to get you the flight. Don't worry about like go pack. Right. I'll worry so she about takes this. I'm care of all of it airport. like a girlfriend would. It's so cute. I loved it. You know, it and is, he loves that is. feeling. And she was like, I would totally come with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she was like, I would totally come with you. But there was only one seat left on the flight that that leaves in the next flight was was not until like five hours later yeah. and I figured you want to go now, yeah. you know, because you don't know how much time you have. Right. And anyway, so that that meant a lot to Aiden. And while Aiden's on the way um, to go visit his dad, Dylan ends up by coming home and she's freaking out by this point because Aiden had this conversation with 
with his dad and we're not privy to it at this point, but all of a sudden he's not taking her calls or not answering the text messages. Yes. She's so worried. Super worried. She unloads on Dylan. She's like, I'm so, I'm so worried about him. Like he, he hasn't said anything and you know, whatever. And she confesses her love to Dylan and Dylan <laughs> says it back and she was like well I told Aiden I loved him too and stuff and do you love Aiden because you know Aiden's worried you know that you don't love him and it's just like like, I don't think he loves me so I don't want to say it and then him not say it yes 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 yes. and Claire ends up by being like the bridge to be like y'all both just confess just confess your feelings (laughs) like time is short of course this like whole morality with um, I meant mortality with um, Aiden's dad it's all pushing that to the forefront and um so i really like that too and then we get a call from dylan and all he does is say i'm not sorry not dylan aiden and he's like claire i need you i need you to come i just need you and so and she won't like her he says his father's gonna he's in surgery he's you know apparently gonna survive this but there's something devastating aiden's voice so she high high tails it um, to him, gets on a plane, heads out there, and when she gets to the hotel room, he is just like in this like dark depression. And we find out the truth that his mother, his dad tells him since he's about to die, that his mother did not die in that car accident. She was schizophrenic and she was leading him into the traffic to kill them both. Oh my God. I was and not I was not either. This plot twist. And then so he he had jumped out of the way and she was struck, but she did not die. She was institutionalized yeah. for 15 years. So Aiden finds yeah, out she yeah, Aiden finds out that she ended up killing herself. Aiden finds out that his mother was alive for 15 years. He could have gone to visit her or have known her, you know, something of her and his father kept that from him. So it's just like, he's like yes. oh, and so he's hurting so pain much and anger and fury and loss, you know, loss of time that he could never get back because she's gone now, you know, and just so he's just furious. And so they have this extremely intimate moment and passionate moment where he tells her he does love her too. And then he even tells her he loves Dylan, but you know, she gets it out of him. Do you love Dylan? He said, yes. It's like, well, he loves you too, but he's afraid to tell tell you, you know, (laughs) again, I love how she's just sort of like the softness they needed to bring them to all three together, you know? Yeah, Um, exactly. And so, and so finally they do go back and have their, their thruple reunion. (laughs) Yes. Yes, they do. They're, they're, they're all in love together and she's like counseling Aiden. Like, I know, you know, things aren't great with his dad, but she just like, Times of the essence, honestly, do you really want to be in this bad place with your dad? You don't know about his health. Like, you know, he was doing the best that he could. He made a wrong decision, but it was kind of for your mental well-being. And um, he should have told you earlier, but, you know, you need to come to terms with it and basically be with your dad. And guess what? Another, another bomb hits them. Okay. So <laughs> as, as, as Claire is getting her business off the ground yep. or whatever, and like she's planning all this stuff and she's out at the grocery store, visitor. of course, Dylan didn't go replenish mm-hmm. any of the groceries while they were away. Yeah. Um, 
guess what? There's a knock on the door and it is Claire's dad because it has been like at least like three months um, between the time that Chris had told her parents about the relationship and the time that's happening now. Yeah. And they and they're refusing to answer her calls. They will not even answer the phone. Yep. Well, um, guess what? The mom was extremely upset with how everything went down (laughs) and basically kicked the dad out (laughs) saying like you need to fix stuff and uh no you can't you can't be here like leave leave the house kick him out of the house (laughs) so he shows up there and he's like so can i stay here he's like i can't stay in the can i stay with you like i love how he's forced to go and (laughs) stay with claire and her two men and it was the reason why he's kicked out is because he was not acknowledging them so i felt like it was like such like awesome irony yeah. that he had to go over there which was nice because he got to witness their relationship like they weren't hiding anything of no. course they weren't like you know banging because claire was like this feels really awkward with my dad yeah i know but she's, they were being yeah. but i but that was what's one of the funniest parts to me is they said no boys hands off we're not doing that while dad's here um so so they're basically mm-hmm. all have to remain chaste and so they're like pulling their hair out <laughs> Like, oh, my God. Okay, I like this old man, but he's got to leave because I'm losing my mind. (laughs) Yeah, they like he warmed up to them. Like he was just like hanging around. Things were like a little awkward, but also there was moments where like you can kind of see her dad. Yeah, he's like laughing. But it comes to the point where they're they're literally dying. They're just like, oh, my God. I want my life to go back to normal. I want (laughs) to have my house back. And so they decide um, they all go out to dinner. And um, she's talking with her dad and he just like, so this is like real, real, like, you know, you're really like in love with them. Like, it's for real. She's like, yeah, "Yeah, dad's real. And then the two guys walk in and guess what? They have her mom and they like, basically, they were like, your dad was taking his sweet ass time. uh, Winning your mom back. And we decided that we need to speed this along. We need to get going. And I love it though too because whatever. Um, like the mom is like, um, yeah, you can come back, you know, after this. And, you know, I see that I see that you're okay with this now. Yeah. And I love yeah. how whenever the waiter comes back and be like, Now are y'all ready to order? <laughs> and he was like, or, or like your guests and your your are your guests gonna sit or whatever? And the dad was like, Those aren't guests, those are my daughter's boyfriends. Yeah. And like <laughs> Thought it was really funny because he was so ready to go back home. Yes. He was so over. He was just like, I accept. I accept. I accept, I accept it. Just home. let me go home to my wife. So funny. I thought it was. Great. It was. It was. And awesome. then of course we have a wonderful epilogue. Yes. It was like six months. Later. Oh yeah, we have a great epilogue. I loved. This is one of my favorite moments in the book. I love the way this it was ended. almost a showdown. If it was a little bit more longer, but I was like, I can't pull a showdown from epilogue. But it was close. Was when she's standing, uh, Aiden's going in to get flowers inside the, the floor shop and she's standing outside with Dylan and her old boss, Barb, strolls up and is like, hey, how are you? Who is this handsome man? She knows like Dylan is looking like a fine as hell right there. She's like, oh, this is my boyfriend. It's like, oh, really? And she's like, I hear you're doing consulting work. She's like, oh, yeah, I am. I'm, And I love the fact that I'm thinking, I hope she takes all of her business. Like, <laughs> just like one or two, like, yes, you know, yes. the prejudice. Like, I'm your oh. competition. And also the fact that Barb, once she sees like the two men that she was with, she was like, holy I shit. I know. She's like, oh, this two is, men in the, you know, like Aiden walks out the flower. She goes, oh, who is this? This is my other boyfriend. And like she holds yeah. one of their hands and puts her arm through the other and they go strolling along. She like looks over her shoulder like, huh? Uh-huh. She winks at Barb. 
like they match you in. Yeah, I love it. I love exactly. it. It was such like a good. Effort. It reminded me of like bar. Pretty like, women. I'm, I'm you doing know? fine. <laughs> Yeah, I'm doing fine. And look at my two fine yeah. men. Like, don't you wish we had two? Yeah. I yeah. do. Like, I just it was like it. that. Just you know it. that one, that point in Pretty Woman, just like big mistake with the uh, yeah <laughs> commission. Huge, huge, huge. <laughs> like whatever. <laughs> so funny. That's good. That's anyway, good. yeah. So it's awesome. It's an awesome epilogue. I enjoyed it. Um, and oh, we have to do showdown. We have to do, we have to yeah, do showdown. I'm ready for right, showdown. So let's do showdown. You first. Okay, so I have a scene in mind, um, but I hate the scene that comes after it, but it's still, I just really loved it. So um, it's actually the day that Chris ends up by showing up to the apartment, but it's before he shows up. (laughs) So it's it's just like they're having a relaxing day. Mm They're they're all just like they're in their boxers and yeah. she just has a t-shirt on. Yeah. They're all watching a show and um you're in Dylan's point of view and they're all laying down and this is whenever they're like all in love with each other. Yes. Um but haven't confessed it yet fully and they're laying down with Claire in between them and Aiden has his arm around Claire's waist, but also he like winds his fingers with Dylan and they and they and set so, their hands like on her stomach and he's yeah. like they have a moment they yeah, have a moment because other. he's like oh my god yeah. this is like this is different than what we than what we yes. usually do like and they have a moment where their eyes connect and they they you feel yeah. like the rightness yes. between mm-hmm. them and I was just like oh my god this just feels so warm and good and I'm so glad that they're finally getting on the same page because it's so funny how like they were in a relationship longer, but it took, they were like the last to get on the right. same page where right. they wanted to confess Stepping love in. for each other. Stepping. And this is where, <laughs> this is where like the reader sees it, yeah. but they haven't confessed right. yet. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And so I just really liked it. I really, I felt like we were like coming full circle right there. I agree. But of course, Chris has to ruin it right after, but I'm just not going to think about that. But yeah. I just really love the quiet moments because I think that it really, it's really important, especially with such um, such erotic sex scenes that happen mm-hmm. between them to have these tiny moments because it's like you get to the emotional heart yes. of the relationship yes. whenever you see them just like right. this. And so that was like my favorite because I was just like, oh my God, okay. why are y'all so cute? I know. So that was my top favorite scene as well. It was. It was. I have a second one I'll share though, but that one I love too, okay. especially <laughs> because it's definitely that moment where we see, like you said, Dylan in Aiden look at each other with love in their eyes. You know what I mean? Like it's obvious. And then Claire's there obviously with them. So I agree with you there. Like that was one of my top, that was my top favorite one, but I had another one. It's actually when Claire goes to Aiden in the hospital and in not the hospital where her dad is. I forgot where it is, Ohio or somewhere. I can't even remember where he lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's somewhere <laughs> snowy because he talks about how he'll never get oh, used to San yeah. Diego Christmas in the snow. snow. And I'm like, oh, well, anyway. Yeah, we know how that is. Sorry, Aiden. <laughs> Down here in South. We don't know. We like. sympathize. Yeah. So, um, but I loved, I loved their very intimate moment where Aiden finally breaks down and says that he loves her as well. And he loves, he like confesses his love for both of them at the same time, even though Dylan's not Mm -hmm. there. And that was the only thing is like, Dylan's not there to appreciate it, but it was like everything was coming together. Do you know what I'm saying? Like all the emotions were coming out. Yeah, because Aiden was 
a, the tougher nut to crack. Right. He was holding um, out with all like that survivor guilt. His- right. And all those issues he was having about his mother. And it was just that key moment where Claire was able to soften him to allow, let it all out. You know what I mean? And for him to express himself. And I just love. And it was so nice though, too, because Aiden was the one to kind of bridge the gap between Dylan and Claire, which kind of kickstarted their And then Claire got to return the favor and be like, well, I'm going to be the glue now. I'm going to be the one that really clarifies your situation and shows you what's important. Because she's the one telling them, like, while they're, like, snuggling in bed together or whatever, she's like, look, he loves you, too. And he's too afraid to tell you. You need to tell him. Like, she's the one who's like, come on, we got to get this all on the same page. Everybody's going to be on the same page. And so I just thought it was a great moment, too. Yeah, everybody wants to open up, baby. Yeah. 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 So, anyway. Great book. Good scene, guys. No, this, this book is really, truly, like, emotionally I love yeah. it. You yeah. Know? Well, that's Elle Kennedy, I, you know, so we don't expect exactly. anything less from her. As a matter of fact, this makes me want to go read another Elle Kennedy. I don't know. <sighs> I kind of, I want to, I want to um, reread her, her Briar U series. The, the more recent too. books. Again. Well, I haven't read all of them. Because I think I'm going to go read some. I don't think, yeah, I was about to say, I know that you've read all the off-campus ones, but not the Briar U ones, right? Yeah, tell me the best one I should read first, because I want to go read a good book right now. Oh no, I can't pick my favorite. <laughs> Start from the okay. beginning. No, well, I, yeah, I, the most recent one, I think it's called The Play. Let yeah, me I've heard that double one. check. That one was, I I think I told you about it because, of course, the way that Julia and I work, like, I read a book and then I'm like, oh, my God, this book was so amazing. I'm just going to tell you about it even though you don't know what I'm talking about. I just have to yeah. tell you about it anyway. And so I'm pretty sure I told her about this book. Yeah, it's The Play. Yeah. Um, the Play is my favorite one. Um. I feel like in the more recent. Series. Uh, yeah, I don't know if I've read that one, but I know. But I don't want to remind you. I know yeah, you didn't write. I, I, I don't think because I'm going to go read it right now. I'm serious. I need like a really I, I got into it's funny. You had like a bit of a reading slump recently, like just in the past couple of days. I've been in a bit of a reading funk and I'm like, I need something now. I'm just inspired by L. Kennedy. So that's what I'm going to go to. Oh, well, good. Go Grasp it whenever whenever you feel the spark, follow yeah. it. Because follow reading, reading spark. <laughs> Thank you. Thank oh, my you. God. Reading slump. Okay, you guys. Well, we hope that you enjoyed today's episode and look forward to the next one where we'll be discussing Love in the Afternoon by Lisa Kleypas, our queen. (laughs) Our historical queen. Thanks so much for listening. This goes out to all the fangirls. Life's better with a little H-E-A. 